We had a little less conversation podcast. We'd like to let our listeners know about an excellent car buying opportunity exclusive to our show. Go see our friend Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive in Fondelac for all your car buying needs. And wait, it gets better. Mention that you listen to a little less conversation when you buy your car from Craig, and he will throw in a $50 gas card. That's right, people. Just for listening to our show, you'll get a $50 gas card from our friend Craig when you buy a car from him. Listen, you're going to buy a car anyways, so why not go see Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive and just say, hey, I listen to the guys on a Little Less Conversation podcast too, and he's going to just give you 50 bucks in gas. So head on down to Summit and ask for Craig Peterson next time you're going to buy a car. Recording? Yeah, we're recording. We're recording. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, to- I told I told my son we had one more podcast to do. <laughs> you saying? can do it. You can do it. <laughs> All right. Ready? Ready. Four, three, two, one. And we're live. <laughs> that was a Wayne's World Not reference. necessarily live, but <laughs> our mics are hot. So, uh, Welcome to another episode of A Little Less Conversation. Aaron, Dom, and Keith with you, as always. Today, we're going to do a podcast on best albums or our favorite albums or... In my case, the greatest albums ever. Oh, boy. (laughs) Here we go. Starting already. Bunch of bullshit. (laughs) So, do you have have them in order? Or do you just kind of... I just kind of threw them down. Yeah. The only one I have in order is the is the number one. Is the number one? Yeah, yeah. See, I think I think your number one is probably my number two. Did you just say my number one is your shit? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think your number one probably isn't even on my list. I don't know. No, it better be. It probably isn't because it. I didn't go off of best selling. I just went off of what I liked. Okay. Okay. So, so my number, my so number one. If you have, on your fucking if list. you have the fucking Beatles as number one, it's not on my list. No, he's got the Beatles as number okay. one. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be my number two. All right. Go ahead and tell me what your number one album is. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Okay. It's a great album. It's the greatest album. It could be. I I, it, I would have it. I'm just not a huge argument. fan of the Beatles. If Which I was is a I, fucking joke. Okay, it's not a fucking joke. Okay, <laughs> I don't consider myself to be like some huge, huge Beatles fan. I think the Beatles are a great band for what they were. But I didn't grow up in that era. I just I can appreciate their music for what it was. And this album is by far, and I think by far their best album. And they had a lot of good albums. It's their top selling album, isn't it? No, no, it I don't think so. The, I think the white, the album. white album probably is. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't even, I'm not even sure why that is. I'm not that big of a fan of the white album. To tell you the truth, there's not a bad Beatles album. <laughs> like I got Sgt. Pepper's as well on my list, but I don't, 
Like, you can put any Beatles album on and I'll listen to it. I mean, you know you got a good album when the title track, there's two versions on there of it. Yeah. Yeah. There is. That's a true story. And they're both fucking awesome. (laughs) It was obviously a number one album. Won four Grammys, including album of the year. And it was also the first rock album to do so. That's got a really cool cover. It does have a cool cover. I love the cover art. And, and yep. I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I'm just. I think you it's are. It's just not my flavor. No, it just doesn't. Well, then what do you have, Aaron? Well, I can't. I don't want to tell you my number one right away. But I'll tell you, uh, Thriller is definitely on my list. That's what my I, number one. I, th- is. I, th- okay. I thought. I thought that okay. your that would be your number one. Well, <laughs> I really did. It was a close one <laughs> between this and something else. I'll save the other one. Oh, I know what it is. I know (laughs) what it is. Don't say it. (laughs) I just thought to myself, every every song on the album that I haven't said yet is fucking awesome. Every song. Every song on Thriller is awesome. Well, Billie Jean, Beat It. Dude. Why don't we start something? Why don't we start something? Was number five on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, this girl, the girl is mine with Paul with Paul McCartney. Beetle uh, was number two in the top 100. <laughs> Thriller went to number four. Beat it was number one. Billie Jean was number one. Human Nature was number seven, and Pyt was number ten. There's only two songs on that album that didn't chart in yeah. the top ten. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. How did, how did Thriller only make it to number four? I don't know. You want to know why? Is that accurate? Yeah. The song's four? number four. The song's not actually that good. Uh, Are you kidding it is me? Fucking great! No, no. Be honest. Uh, out of the songs I just mentioned, it's probably the second worst song. Maybe no. third. Want to no. be certain? Something probably uh, worse than hu- Human uh, Nature is probably worse. But no, dude. The video is amazing. The video is the greatest well, yeah. video in the history of. But videos. I'm saying that that alone should have pushed it to number one. I, I disagree. I don't think this I, song like the song is not a song that you you'll just hear played on the radio that often. Halloween time is a different story, but but you should. I, yeah, it's not Billy Jean. Or they it's do not play Beauty. it. It's you're right. It's the third best song on there. No, I yeah. The girl is mine. Probably better than that too. Yeah. No. No. no, I just listened to it the other day because I listen to actually all my top albums. And I'm gonna tell you, in doing so, I found one that maybe shouldn't have been on my list. You talked yourself out of it. Basically. Well, here's what happened. I listen. I'll go next. I listen Good, to because it's your turn. <laughs> I listen to. I gotta find the album. Hold on, because it's gonna be towards the back of my list. Jesus Christ! What do you got? A dictionary there? Kind of. I'm kind of. Cu- I'm kind of curious. Before you even move on to your next one. Out of the ones, out of the seven that are listed, I mean, you got seven listed for for that, Thriller? That charted? Yeah. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yes. Okay. And there's only nine songs. And the So lady, out of those seven, which one do you think is the worst one? Out of those seven, which one do I think is the worst one? Yeah. Probably, probably Human Nature. Okay. I think the girl is mine. That's and what then, I would. That's what I would say. Then too. PYT, in reverse order. Then probably Dude, Human PYT, Nature. PYT is a good song, though. Uh, Want to be starting something? Thriller. Beat it and Billie Jean. Yeah, Billie Jean that's, would be number one. That's. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that 
Thriller is actually the last of the seven songs to actually make the top ten. It was the last of what? The seven songs on the album to yeah. make the top ten. Yeah? That might be just because he released it seventh or whatever, but... Which is weird since the album was called Thriller. <coughs> I mean... Good point, yeah. Don't get me wrong. This album this album went platinum 33 times in the United States. It's the second uh, best-selling album. How many times? 33. Platinum. Yeah. 33 times. Yeah. It's the second best-selling album ever in the United States behind the Eagles' greatest hits. So if it's not a greatest hits album, it's the best-selling album of all time in the United States. Yeah. 66 million copies were sold. This I didn't know about it. Quincy Jones, who produced the album, also wrote four of the songs. I don't know which ones they are. I should have looked that up, though. Hmm. 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 And the budget on this thing was $750,000. So I can't imagine how many millions it made, but... At least one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> At and, least. And At least one. And in 2003, Rolling Stone named Thriller the 20, 20th greatest album of all time. I, I saw and that somewhere, too. See, uh, I'm guessing they're counting greatest hits. Yeah, they are. See, and, think, and that's that's when, it, when, when you're researching this, that's where it became kind of a tough to go through and just because you know obviously we all know what we like as far as albums stuff like that but sometimes you, you kind of forget about albums so I, you go through and you try and get some ideas or what you know oh yeah hey because i actually found one on here that i didn't originally have jotted down by going through that but you see all these albums and i saw the eagles consistently came up as as a number one album and i'm like I would have accepted that if it was Hotel California, but it wasn't. It was their greatest, was their greatest hits. And I'm like, no, that's going to skew everything. And I started looking, there's a bunch of greatest hits stuff yeah. in there. But that's because of their greatest hits albums, like the all-time greatest selling album. Right, right. I, I do sense. have a, one greatest hits album on my list. Hmm. Well, I uh, say the way from greatest hits, you cheated. Boy, that's cheating. You cheated. Probably, it's probably his number one album, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. See, the next one, the, the one I was talking about earlier that maybe shouldn't be in my top is Dookie by Green Day. Yeah, that definitely shouldn't be in the top. I, I really like this album, I'm not going to lie. And you want to talk about uh, cover art. One of the greatest album covers of all time. Really? Yeah, it is. It, you should have just put a big turd on the front. If, <laughs> <laughs> it peaked at number two in the top 200. That actually sounded like the beginning of Thriller. It um, did. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> we got Do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways. We anyways. are musicians. <laughs> Cover Rolling Stones, here we come. <laughs> I do like the album. I mean, it's got Welcome to Paradise, Longview, She, When I Come Around. All good songs. None of them actually charted <laughs> in the top 200 or in the top 100. Five songs did chart in the Billboard Alternative and Rock Charts, but not in the basically top 40. I, there's something about this album... <laughs> There's something about this album I, I kind of like, but I will say this. One of the albums that didn't make my list and I was listening to this weekend before we did this was Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. And that one probably should have made my list over Green Day Dookie. But yes. it's, not that I don't like, it's not that I don't like the Dookie album because I do. I just think if I'd have thought about Snoop Dogg's album, I would have said that one first. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not really a big Snoop Dogg fan, but I agree with that. Snoop Dogg should make it before Dookie. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a Green Day fan either, so that doesn't count. You're right. I'm not. I was in high school, but now if it comes on, I don't keep it on. I, I switched the it. channel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still listen to it. Like I said, I listened to the whole album on my ride in the work the other day. It was all right. Yeah. The album's still good. I just, it, I listened to Snoop Dogg on my way home that, that same day, and I thought, yeah, I should have put Snoop Dogg in. You know what I've been doing in the vehicle now when I'm driving around? I oh, do we, do we want to know this? You know, you Is do. this going to get you in you trouble? Do. You do, because it involves both of you. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. I've been listening to our podcast. Yeah. Oh. It's a great I'm, place to listen. To. I'm, I'm way behind on our, on our listen. Like, there are actually some that we released that I haven't listened to since we recorded them. Yeah, there's a few that I haven't listened to since we. And, and I want to point out that I'm the one who edits all these, so if they say they haven't listened to them, they have no idea what the final take of these sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I, may, I was actually listening to our 9-11 episode. Mm. Um, I think that one came out actually pretty pretty good. Right. Better enough, than I thought. Oddly enough, that's one that started drawing in the Turkish audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to shut up this time. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> I'm going to shut up. Here it comes. <laughs> I am going to shut up. Bad, bad, bad. Okay. My next one. I have it listed second. I don't know if I think it's second, but if it's not, it's really close to that. Uh, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. I got that one too. It's, yeah, so do I. That's that a is, pretty phenomenal album. It's, it's one of the only other albums that I have on that I like every single song on the album. I mean, some of these albums, like I listed, there's one or two kind of throwaway songs that, I, you know, I don't really listen to that much or even care for that much, but Appetite for Destruction, I liked every single song that was on there. I mean, Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, My Michelle, Mr. Brownstone, Night Train, Paradise City, Rocket Queen, they're all good good songs. So, yeah. when doing research for this, I, I looked up the billboard where they where they charted on the billboard do you know mr brownstone never actually charted do you know why that is no think about it was it never released as a single i don't know if it was re- released as a single <laughs> yeah yeah we had that conversation <laughs> they, today too. they didn't have a video for it did they i'm going to say that it's because of the language that's in the song but they played on the radio all the time they still play brownstone on the radio they I would argue they play Brownstone now more, more than, than they, they did, did back probably. then because of the it's, everybody. I mean, that was still in a time where they were worried about the explicit lyrics. Is there an edited version that they're playing on the radio? Um, is that what it is? Some of the radio stations would play it, and there'd just be like that that pause in between where you wouldn't hear anything. Yeah, yeah, dumb, okay. yeah, dumb. They only swear like twice in this song, don't they? That old man, he's a real motherfucker. He's yeah. the one that got him. Yeah. Funny note on this. The in in 2011, the Australian radio station Triple M listed Appetite for Destruction as their number one in the list of the top 250 most life changing albums. Wow! Mm. <laughs> I, I I don't know I don't know what kind of power Triple M carries as a radio station, but I mean somebody hey. thinks they're good enough. To hey, be, we're talking about them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you know we carry some power. Well, I mean, we're Absolutely. half a world away, so. Yeah, 18 times platinum that album went to. Not quite the 33 times that. No, but. Also not the same kind of audience that's going to listen to Michael Jackson. 
No, I, I mean you're talking about a much more limited audience. Although, although yeah. some of those songs carried over, like Paradise City was and, Sweet, and Sweet Child, Child of Mine, kind of cro- were the crossover songs there. And I think I think this album did bring in a lot of new listeners to the rock genre. I mean, it's a great album. I mean, it's it's the quintessential sex, drugs, and rock and roll album. It is. Yeah. What you got, Aaron? Uh, my next one. I guess it's not in any particular order, but. Well, I gotta go past uh, Appetite. Uh, I have The Doors self-titled album, The Doors. Dude, you got that, it. That's the one I almost forgot. Oh, really? That I was going through. And I'm like, oh, how did I not have The Doors on there? Yeah, Keith. I don't have The Doors. Oh, I'm I so disappointed. Dis- yeah. I don't dislike The Doors. But I'm gonna be honest, with you, I've never owned a Doors album except for the Greatest Hits, and I wasn't putting Greatest Hits on my list. Their self-titled album is almost their Greatest Hits. Break on through, lay my fire. Backdoor Man. Alabama song. The end. The end. Yep. Yeah, it's it's like half of their greatest el- greatest hits. Rolling Stone had it as their number forty two of the top five hundred. I just actually watched a documentary. Was I did I tell you about this? Access TV. First of all, people oh, if yeah, you yeah, have yeah. Access TV, yep. watch it. I think I told you about Leonard Skinner though. Yes, you did. Um if you have Access TV, watch it because they have the most amazing music documentaries ever. But they had one on there about the doors and how like the last album they made was going to be their last album. Jim Morrison had said that he was done making music and this was it. Yeah. He wanted to take up drinking whiskey full time Uh, and writing poetry. That's a good combination. That that was actually what his, what his goal in life was is to be a poet. (coughs) The other thing I didn't know is like the doors basically recorded all their albums is live. Like they didn't, they didn't, they didn't break down the different parts. They just got in the, the uh, booth together and they played a song. And then when it was done, it was done. Like they would edit, they would like mix it a little bit, but that was it. Pretty Which crazy. Is, I was gonna say that that is crazy because nobody does. Their sh- and their shit so- sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And especially for not being your typical band setup, yeah. like no bass player. Yeah, I. Yeah. They did talk about that a little bit too. Their keyboards was their bass player. Yes, that's what that's what it was. He yeah. He played the keyboards and the bass on a keyboard. Yeah. They're they're all pretty amazing musicians too. Like Morrison might have been the least talented out of all the musicians in that band. All right, I'm gonna go to one. This one's more of a personal favorite. I don't expect anybody else to have this on their list. This is just the album that I think of when I was in high school I played the shit out of it. I actually had to buy three CDs of this because I wore out the first two. And that's Sparkle and Fade by Everclear. Dude, I have that one. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the album never actually charted in the top 200. It did do some time in number one on the Heat Seekers chart, which means it's like an upcoming album. Only one song on this entire album charted at all. Uh, I want you guys to guess. I think I told you. Did I tell you about this already? No. I'm going to list the name of the songs on the albums. You guys tell me. Wait till I'm done. You guys tell me which one charted. Electrica Made Me Blind, Heroin Girl, You Make Me Feel Like a Whore, Santa Monica, Summerland, Strawberry, Heart Spark Dollar Signs, The twi- uh, the Twist Inside, Her Brand New Skin, Nahalem, Queen of the Air, Pale Green Stars, Chemical Slime, and My Sexual Life. Santa Monica is the only one that I know by title. <coughs> yeah. So that's my guess. So it's not that one for sure. Nope. Santa Monica reached number 29 on the Billboard uh, Top Airplay. That's but it, it? But it never charted in the top 100. 
That's weird. That song was everywhere. Heart Spark Dollar Sign peaked at 85 in the top 100. I'm an Everclear fan, right? Like, I went and saw them last year, and this album came out in 95, right? They actually toured last year for the 25th, was that 25th anniversary? must have been. No math on the podcast. Whatever. Anyways, I actually went and saw them last year. I don't think I've ever heard the song Heart Spark Dollar Sign on a radio ever. Really? Never. The only song I've ever heard on this album ever get played on the radio is Santa Monica. Do you know that song, though? Have you heard that song? Yeah, I, I've heard this whole album because I had three of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, maybe I'd know it if I heard it. I, 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 don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know that you would. Did they have a video for it? Maybe, but I never saw it on MTV. Like I don't know how that w- I don't know how that song charted because I don't know how, I don't ever remember that getting airplay. The only thing I can think of is these guys were real big in California, and I could see it getting a ton of airplay in California, but it didn't get airplay anywhere else. Hmm. Hmm. That's the only thing because my, my wife's actually a pretty pretty big Everclear fan too, and she has never heard it on the radio so, either. They're big in California. How would Santa Monica not not chart? This I think goes back to the they never released a single. I was going to say, because that, that because song was big. The next album I'm going to talk about, also their biggest, the biggest song didn't chart, and it doesn't make any sense when you hear, when you hear the next album I'm going to talk about. But the biggest song on that album also didn't chart. All right. Well, I'm going to go with one that I know Keith has on his list. Def Leppard, Hysteria. Fuck. You didn't oh, put it on your list. What? I don't have it on my list. What the <laughs> hell? Well, then I'm glad I didn't wait for you to bring it up. <laughs> you, know, you know how sometimes you overlook things when you do yeah, stuff? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's like I almost overlooked the doors. Just, you want to talk about a rock album that reached across everything. Everything. Like, like I'm pretty sure I heard some of these songs on country stations. That's a lie, but... <laughs> But it was that big. Like they played, I I think every song on this album got airplay. Armageddon could have been played on a could have been played on a country station. <laughs> could have been, <laughs> could have been. But I mean, you go hysteria, rocket, love bites, pour some sugar on me, animal, Armageddon, women. I mean, just to name some of them, they all got airplay and they all got a ton of airplay. Yeah. This this album took these guys from playing like small clubs to playing arenas overnight. Like pour some sugar on me, basically did that itself. Yeah. Also, them still the most played song in strip joints. <laughs> did you do actual? Do you frequent those often or <laughs> no? But true story. More strippers dance to pour some sugar on me than any other. How, how does how does someone find this out? I don't know. I, I I don't know how I know this, but I know this. This is one of those pieces of useless information that I have floating around my brain. I'm not necessarily doubting it. I I, I would have thought it was girls, girls, girls. Pretty fast song though. Pour some sugar on me. It's actually kind of a. You can actually kind of dance to pour some sugar. Well, I can, but <laughs> I'm sure half me could dance. Oh yeah, could dance I'm sure. <laughs> Girls, 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 for sure. (laughs) That is a good album, and it definitely should be on my list, and it it, it actually should be my top three. Yeah, it's it's up there. I would probably, probably, now that you say that, I'd probably put Thriller, Sgt. Peppers, and 
hysteria in that order. And I wouldn't even argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm up. You're up. Uh, I've got you two, Joshua Tree. Oh, I fucking hate you two. Me too. <laughs> Me too, you two. 1987, With or Without You. You don't like any of these songs, With or Without You. Still haven't felt what I'm looking for. Where the streets have no name. In God's Country. One Tree Hill. I like one U2 song. Which one? Mysterious Ways. That's it. With or Without You is not bad, but the rest of the album is garbage. It is. It's not garbage. You just didn't listen to it enough, that's all. (laughs) That's right up there with Huey Lewis. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) No, Huey Lewis is way better. (laughs) Huey Lewis's greatest hits is probably half in summer one. It's not. I, you know, I should actually put some Huey Lewis on here. <laughs> Huey Lewis Sports should have been on here. That what was I don't know. Which wa- one I want a new drug. It? Oh, oh, what else was on there? There was like there was like four or five hits on there. Yeah, yeah. No Huey Lewis on my list. No, that's no. a good thing. Damn. <laughs> uh, the next album I'm going to talk about is also another one where their number one song or the best song on the album, maybe not the best song, but the most played song on the album then didn't uh, chart, and that's uh, No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. They had... Well, the album went to number one. I found out some crazy, crazy things about about not just the album, but the band when I researched this. Uh, it's the last album that had Gwen Stefani's brother, Eric, in it. And he left the band after they were done recording it. And you think, man, that sucks. You know, you leave, you leave the band right when they blow up. Turns out dude, went, dude uh, left the band to pursue a career in animations. In animation. He worked on The Simpsons and The Random Stimpy Show. <laughs> so he sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he might be more successful than the band was. <laughs> yeah, because he's still employed. <laughs> well, so are they. Well, Gwen is anyways. The rest, of the, the rest of the band broke up. This is one of those bands where, or one of those albums where the only album or... It had Spiderwebs, Excuse Me, Mister, Just a Girl, uh, Hey You, Sunday Morning, Don't Speak, and I think those are all the songs he got radio play. Happy Now might have as well. But the only one that actually charted was Just a Girl. Don't Speak didn't chart. <laughs> okay. We were talking about this the other night, and uh, I'll tell the story again for Halfman. So my former job I was working at a factory. And I was, I would listen to the radio station that I would listen to, play No Doubt quite a bit. My record for hearing Don't Speak in one eight hour shift was four times. Usually That's three ridiculous. times for sure every night. Yeah. But four times. So here's the thing about Don't Speak it's obviously a, it's a breakup song about Gwen and uh, Tony Cannell, who is the guitarist. It peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay, but it never and it was never in their top 100. It maintained that position for 16 weeks, which was a record at the time. And this was in '96, I think. I think the album came out. I have it here. If I can find the rest, that'd of be about show. right. Yeah, I think it's '96. Um, where is it? '95, Re- released in '95. So, 16 weeks in the Hot 100 Airplay, which was a record at the time. It was The record was broken three years later in, in 98 by the Google Dolls with Iris, which was uh, had 18 weeks. 
And this is where I found out that the song was not eligible to chart in the Billboard Hot 100 because no commercial single was released, which was a requirement at the time. So if the band didn't actually put out a single, they couldn't they couldn't be in the in the Hot 100, which is bull, stupid, bogus. Yes, complete bullshit. <laughs> they should have put out a single, which is what I'm guessing happened with Santa Monica as well for Everclear. Probably could be very well could be. Next one I got. I'm gonna go and now this is one of those where I thought for sure I was gonna have it on my list, and then as I researched it and started looking and looking at all the songs and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, I mean it's good, but I don't know if it's good enough. But I was gonna bring in ten. I brought in eleven just so I could put this one on there. It's uh, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, which is by far their most popular album. Um, You're not a Beach Boys fan? I am not a Beach Boys fan. No, he hates the Beach Boys. I don't hate the Beach Boys. They have some. He hates the Beach Boys. (laughs) But Um, you got to tell the big song, the biggest song on here is probably one that if you're going to like the Beach Boys, you probably like. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice is all right. I mean, they have some good songs. I don't hate the Beach Boys, but Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, I mean, they're all the same thing. That's my problem with the Beach Boys is they were easily emulated and you couldn't tell the difference. Between. Not easily. Well, Jan and Dean did it pretty well. Jan and Dean did it, but they still didn't do it as well as the Beach Boys. Dead Man's Curve That's probably as big as any Beach Boys song. No. No. It was big, but it was not as big as Bob Ran. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, not that they're garbage because they're by far not garbage. I, and part of my problem with the Beach Boys is some people think that they're the greatest band to ever play and that just pisses me off. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like, um, okay, they, they may not be the greatest band ever play, but they're some of the best singers. I mean, top to bottom, all those guys could sing, and that's why they had the song they have. So could the Beatles. They could. Well, Ringo. Does it say that Ringo sing? Yeah, he, he did. did. He's he, Ringo is by far the weakest link. He's the walrus. He's a walrus. <laughs> he sings um, Octopus's Garden, doesn't he? Yeah, but yeah. like I said, it's a great he's, the, he's the weakest link. It's a great song. <laughs> he's the only one still making music. I guess McCartney is too. But Yeah, he just, didn't he just put something new out? Yeah, McCartney? he did actually. Yeah. He's touring again too. God, retire, man. Enjoy life. Not not because I, I don't like your stuff. What are you going to play it until you're 106? His oh. James Corden thing was oh, awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was real good. When he signed, uh, uh, what was the wall he signed? Was it Abbey Lane? Yeah. I think Abbey so. Road? Abbey, Abbey Road. Road. Yeah. When he signed the Abbey Road thing and to like, he's walk away, he goes, nobody's going to believe that that's actually my signature. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably won't. No, they will now. Uh, now they will. James yeah. Show. <laughs> And the fact that he just went to his childhood home and knocked on the door, and they're like, "Yeah, come on in, yeah, right?" But anyway, on, on the Beach Boys, they, they had uh, "Wouldn't It Be Nice," Sloop John B, and God Only Knows. Now the song "Good Vibrations." When I was um, looking through this, that was supposed to be on this album, but for whatever reason, it got it got cut and it went on the next album, which would have made this uh, this album even better. Yeah. Because, you know, good vibrations. That was, what was that? 
Was it Orange Crush? It was Good Vibrations? Orange Crush. Yeah, I think they had a. I think they had a commercial mm, that they used maybe. Good Vibrations on. Yeah, I don't know. That's right. I I forget. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I do yeah. like some Orange Crush though. Yeah. I wish I had some right now. <laughs> Instead, I'll drink this orange Gatorade. <laughs> Actually, Quick Aid. Brought to you by Quick Trip. All right. Next one on my list is 10 by Pearl Jam. This is a good album. Came out in 91. Once, Even Flow, Alive, Black, Jeremy, Oceans, Porch. A couple others that I'm not real familiar Ooh. with. <laughs> Dude, this album was so good they re-released it like 20 years later. They were hoping someone would actually like it then. In the great in concert. Can DJ you understand a word they say 20. in concert? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I was okay, wasted. Because you couldn't when they, when they re- uh, recorded it. I <laughs> <laughs> lost uh, Saturday Night Live when they, re- when they did the, uh, was it Adam Sandler was doing Jeremy? I don't know. I don't know if I saw that. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, the China Man, talks about talks about uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah. And he says that, you know, they were great. He goes, till that one song when you couldn't hear what they were, understand what they were saying. He goes, and then from that point on, you couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm going to go with probably the most controversial album, maybe ever. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What do you think it is? Is it NWA? Yep, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Mm. I actually almost put that on my list. Yeah? I almost did. One thing I don't think I realized until I was doing the research, did you know this is the only NWA album with Ice Cube? He left no. the band after the first album. And I saw the documentary, and I don't think I realized that. Or the, not, the movie? It's a movie. Documentary. It's a movie. Yeah. Although they were involved with the movie, so yeah. you would think it would be pretty accurate. Hey, you guys got to see... You guys got to see this documentary on HBO. Do you have HBO? Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's got Dre and some some guy named Jimmy Iovine. And Jimmy Iovine was like a record producer that him and Dre started hooking up and like doing things together. And like he's the guy who actually brokered the deal to sell Beats to Mm. Apple. But it's like four one-hour segments. You gotta watch it, dude. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and they actually show part of the making of the NWA movie in there, and like Dre's there, and he's talking to the guy who's playing Dre in the movie. It was pretty cool. Really, um, I was surprised at how high this peaked in the top two hundred because uh, it went to number thirty-seven, and then it went to number four after after the release of the NWA movie in twenty fifteen. Wow! Oh shit! Yeah, straight out of Compton went to thirty-eight. It was the only song that actually charted, but. Obviously, the the legacy of this album is the fact that the FBI tried to get record stores to stop selling the album. The FBI in the FBI letter, Milt Aldrich went on to reference seventy eight law enforcement officers who were felonious slain, feloniously slain in the line of duty during nineteen eighty eight, and that the recordings such as these produced by NWA were were both discouraging and degrading to these brave, dedicated officers. Or should not mention any NWA song by name in the letter, but later confirmed it was referring to Fuck the Police. Um, the album went platinum status without any airplay or major tour. It eventually went triple platinum. In 2017, it was selected for preservation in the National Recording Registry by the Library of Congress 
as being culturally, historically, and artistically significant. So, yeah, these guys are like, they're considered to be significant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, These guys started hip-hop and rap. I mean, without NWA, you don't get anything in that genre of music. I mean, hell, Eazy-E, Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube were probably the first big three solo rappers. Yeah, probably. And they all came from the same band. Yeah. On this album, you had Straight Outta Compton was the one that, that actually charted, but you had Fuck the Please, Gangsta Gangsta, 8-Ball, Express Yourself, and Dope Man, all which were pretty big songs. I mean, anybody, yeah. who, anybody who listens to rap would probably be able to sing every lyric of every, every one of those songs. So, my next one is going to be... And I'm going to get a f- some flack for this one, I know. ACDC, Back in Black. <laughs> now, it's your favorite band, buddy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I know the flack I'm going to get on this. And it's because you hear it all the time. What songs are on this album? So you have Shook Me All Night Long, Back in Black, Hell's Bells, Shoot the Thrill, Rock and Rolling, Noise Pollution. Those are the, the biggest songs on the album. Now. Is Big Balls on the album? No. <laughs> It'd be a better album for that Big Balls. <laughs> well, Big Balls is actually with the original lead singer. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's kind of why I put this. I, I wasn't originally going to put this in here, but you got to re- realize this is the first album with a new lead singer. And it came out and they had all these hits. Right off the bat. Yeah, but their new lead singer sound like their old lead singer. Yeah. No, he did not. Not even close. Yeah, he did. No. Dude, it's pretty bon, similar. Bon Scott picked Brian Johnson. Like, Did you ever hear the story of that? Yes, I did. But it's not necessarily because he sounds just like him. Brian Johnson sings a lot higher than Bon Scott ever could. Their voices are very similar. Okay, I'm not saying that Brian Johnson can't sing Bon Scott. But I'm saying there's a big difference. When we get to one of my later albums here, you want to hear someone who sounds like Bon Scott, I got a guy for you. It's lead singer for Jackal, right? No. Not Jackal. What band is he in? You, I guarantee you don't even know this band. Oh, all right. But you should. It's <laughs> that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I actually only have one more on my list. As do I. And this is the greatest hits one. And it's fucking Journey. I knew it. I knew it. Journey. Journey. (laughs) It's released in 1988. Steve Barry. Listen to these songs. Only the Young. Don't Stop Believing. Wheel in the Sky. Faithfully. I'll Be Alright Without You. Any Way You Want It. Ask the Lonely. Who's Crying Now. Separate Ways. Lights. Love and Touch and Squeezing. Open arms, girl can't help it. Send her my love. Be good to yourself. Every song is fucking fantastic. First of all, if you're gonna put a greatest hits on there, it should have been Queens. No. Yes. No, it's Journey. No. Yeah. Dude, Journey sucks. Dude, Journey is fucking awesome. <laughs> you, you know every one of them songs, don't you? I know every I, I one know of them all. songs. Yeah. Because they're fucking awesome. That's why. Yeah. Makes me angry. <laughs> Gives me a boner. 
<laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> the only thing that made me angry is that he used a greatest hits album. I, I had to. No, I you didn't. To. Yeah, I did. It, well, if it's you so did, fucking good. Why did you have to pick to. that greatest hits? Like, of all the greatest hits albums, you picked Journey? Because it's so fucking good. Dude. Yes. It's not. You could at least, like, I thought for sure you might have a Prince album in your top five. No. Journey. 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 Should we talk about some good music now? We just were. No. Yeah. Here's some we good were talking music. about some great music. Now you want to go down to some good music? All right. Here's some good music. Metallica's Metallica. The Black Album. You know what? I have that on my list, and I, I thought for sure I'd be the only one that had that Metallica song on the list. I, I had to put a Metallica album on. It was either going to be this or Injustice for All. But when, yep. you look at, when you look at this list of songs, it's so good. First of all, it debuted at number one in the Billboard Top 200, which for a rock, for a rock uh, album, that's pretty impressive. How, how did that happen? Because until until that album, Metallica was not a mainstream act at all. But I think what happened here is I think Metallica released a bunch of these songs before they released the album. Now that could be. So I that think they already be. had two or three hits I was gonna from say, this be, album be, before they released yeah, the album. Yeah, that would have to be because there's no way that that debuts at number one otherwise. I mean, Metallica always had a following. Yeah, but it wasn't, but wasn't not number nearly, one in the top 200 no, not even close. This song went, or this album went platinum 16 times, and it actually has my wedding song on it. Which is? Uh, my wedding song is Nothing Else Matters. Good fucking tune. It is a good tune. You want to know what's great about it being a wedding song? It never gets played at anybody else's wedding. Mine either. <laughs> I know yours doesn't. Although mine, mine's kind of a grim Metallica song. Room with the bell tolls. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get played at anybody else's wedding yeah. either. Uh, and, and ironically, my favorite song on this album probably didn't get any radio play. I, I'm a big fan of Holier Than Thou, but the songs that got radio play were obviously Enter Sandman. Oh, you're talking about the song. Yeah. Holier Than Thou. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I might be Holier Than Thou. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm sitting with you two guys. <laughs> um, That's what I was referring to. <laughs> But it, it had Enter Sandman, Sad But True, The Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam, and Nothing Else Matters all got radio play. I think those are the only ones. Don't don't try it on me, you might have too. No, that, I think those are the only That's the, ones that, the exact ones I had written down as well. What's crazy is they had one, two, three, four of them peaked in the top 100 for a rock band. I mean, for Metallica. Previous to that, they probably only had four songs total that pre that made it in the top 100. Now you know there's a lot of people who are going to listen to this and say, why the fuck would you pick that album? Because yeah. we hate that album. Yeah, I, I know. Because I, Metallica, like, I'll be the first guy to admit I'm not a true Metallica fan. Right? Like, I shouldn't say I'm not a true Metallica fan. But I'm not one of these guys who's like, Metallica's the greatest ever, blah, blah, blah. And, that, and they sold out on the Black Album. First of all, dude, if you're in a rock band, you're, there, you're in a rock band to make money. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> And 16-time platinum makes you a lot of money. And this was the first album where they started making radio-friendly songs. Songs that weren't 15 minutes long that you could play. They'd be three, four minutes. they get radio play. And they're still good songs. Do you know why I think they, they put this album out? To piss off their fans? No. I think Lars Elric was getting tired of doing those fucking <laughs> double bass kicks for, for a half hour and a crack. No, I... See, no, I do consider myself... 
a true Metallica fan. I loved their earlier stuff. Loved their earlier stuff. But people say this is the album that, that they first um, sold out on. Listen to Injustice for All. It started there. It wasn't all the way there. It was kind of a melding in between. But it started there. They only had one radio song on Injustice for All. That was one. one. That's not really a radio-friendly song. It's oh, like I think it is, though. I know. But th- that's what makes it a great radio song. It's not It's not an eight-minute song, which we've done podcasts on that. But if you're if you're a DJ and you got to go take a leak, you throw on a little uh, one by Metallica, you got time to go take a leak, go, go grab a soda, and uh, what the hell was that? Oh, Keith. God damn it. It, it wasn't ringing, dude. Halfman's got, got this table that if you touch it, it echoes. <laughs> it's so a, I got mine turned it's, off, so it's nothing alive. happens. It just lights up. It's alive. That's how you do it. The reason I actually put this on here, the Metallica Black Album, is because of how it ch- it's one of those albums that changed people. And I mean, some of it was just a change way they looked at Metallica, but it, it changed rock and roll because it made their type even their earlier stuff more accessible or more um, fan-friendly to the average rock fan. Did they have more videos on that album, too? Well, Like Enter Sandman? Enter Sandman, Sabatrue. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And I think The Unforgiven had one, too. Yeah, it did. Wherever I may roam him, I might have one, too. That might have. I'm not sure on that one. Hmm. But, come on, The Un- Unforgiven was so good, they even made a, a, a sequel. Yeah. Unforgiven 2. Mm. That's true. Yeah. I think the, in the video, wasn't some guy crawling around in the sand or some shit, or he was completely covered with sand? Do you remember the video? For Ender Sandman? No, for um, The Unforgiven. I don't know. I don't remember the video. Pretty sure. Yeah, I didn't watch a whole lot of videos. <laughs> That's unfortunate, man. MTV yeah, was my well, life back then. It is. It is what it is. All right. So you guys are done, right? Dunskis. Yeah. All right. I got a couple on here, but I'm, I'm just going to go to the one. Like I said, we said these are our best albums of all time. This is from a band that very few people are going to know. It's a band called Dirty Looks. The album is called Cool from the Wire. And literally every song on here kicks ass. And this guy sounds like it's Bon Scott singing. If you have never heard of them, and you haven't heard a song by them, look them up. I have all their albums on CD. I'll let them to you. Phenomenal. I, they got three three CDs that I know of, and I have them. Every one of them is good, but this one is their their first one, and it's by far the best one I think. Hmm. And they they freaking rock too. I mean, they're it's it it's a. I guess you would it would be considered probably a metal. A metal band. How did you hear of them? Um, a buddy of mine. Um, actually, Mark from the Pole Tops got me into them. He started. He was listening to them on this album, this first album, um, and he played played one track for me, and I was hooked. So I went out and bought it right away. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of them. And there's there's very few albums where I'll I say I can just stick that in and listen to every single song and not skip over one song. This is one of those I can listen to the whole thing. Was that their only album? No, they got th- three out that I know of. Hmm. Um, 
that maybe they made some in recent years or something like that. I don't know. Um, but the three that I know of, I, I own. Hmm. You know, there's one more album I should have actually had on here, and I just thought of it right now as we were sitting here. And I'm looking up to find out what the na- actual name of the album is. Um, give me one second here. The, na- the name of the band is the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> Don't laugh. Too late. <laughs> I, I know what people think when they, when they hear the Bloodhound Gang. First of all, they always think of um, their second album, <laughs> which I, I didn't like as much. Uh, but the album I'm thinking of is Use Your Fingers. From 95. It's <laughs> a terrible name to an album. Well, their second album was One Fierce Beer, Beer Coaster. <clears throat> oh, wait. I might be wrong. This might not be the one. It's not the right album. It's not that one. What's the name of that album? I thought you were going to have some Nirvana. Me? Yeah. I'm not a Nirvana fan. I thought you were. No. Never have been. No, it's, he likes all the other Seattle sound bands. But no, because he doesn't like Pearl Jam. No, I like Pearl Jam. He likes you Pearl do? Jam. Yeah. I no, know I'm the, the guy that doesn't like Pearl Jam. I don't know what the name of the album is, but it's the one that has uh, Firewater Burn on it. <coughs> the roof. The roof. Oh, the roof no. is yeah. on fire. <laughs> Garbage. That's terrible. Yeah. No, that whole album's great. They got a song oh, about, about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's great. <laughs> you guys should actually listen to it. I don't know if I can get past it now that you pointed out what song that was. Hey. Yeah. So I only had I had two more on my list. Um first one was uh Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Which is uh obviously a classic and one of the it's their best known album. Basically, all their their hits were on that that album, and I also had uh, Motley Crue's "Doctor Feelgood." That's a pretty good album. Yeah, it's front to back. It's that's a, that's a pretty solid album. But that is all I had. Aaron Van Aaron. Halen. I actually thought about putting Van Halen. Okay, if you're gonna put a Van Halen album on, which one would you put on? I don't. 19, I don't know him by. Like, I was gonna uh, say 1984 title. is what I would put on as well. 1984. Yep. Me too. Because it would have to be a David Lee Roth. What's their greatest Radio. album name? What's their greatest album name? Their greatest album. Jeez. Oh, For unlawful carnal knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say diver down. No. <laughs> you, you know the story about For Unlawful Carnal no. Knowledge? They wanted to name the album Fuck, but the record lo- record company wouldn't let them, so they named it For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, and they put it. They put the words vertically. Yeah. So let's fill it fuck across the top of it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That works. Yeah. All right. At least you didn't say 5150. No. All right. Uh, if you'd like to email us, little less conversation podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook at a little less conversation podcast. Hold on, Aaron. You want a little music to go? Oh, yeah. Give me. What is. <laughs> Twitter, a little less con one. Totally sound like we're in uh, the Planet of the Apes right there. <laughs> oh, God. It's a thriller right there. 
All right. Uh, we'd like to thank the Pole Tops um, for letting us use their music. You can check them out at www.thepulltops.com. Also, like to thank our sponsor, Craig Peterson, down at Summit Automotive in Fond du Lac. So, if you're looking for a vehicle, head on down there, speak with Craig, and uh, mention our podcast, and he'll throw in a $50 gas card for you. Um, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher. So, if you want to give us a rating, go ahead and do that. Hopefully, it's a good one. It's a bad one. Well, we like good ratings. We, we, yeah, we like the good ones. So I like any rating. And then they can also rate us on Facebook. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we okay. got we got an eleven out of ten. Nice. Yeah. That's how, how do you even do that? Yeah, you got to be good. When you're like us, man, people give you elevens out of ten. Uh, I see what they did. <coughs> they turned it to eleven. Because eleven <laughs> is better than ten. <laughs> see, it's one better, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Until next time, have a good one.